Hello, everyone. I'm Len Vermillion, Editor-in-Chief of Control Magazine and ControlGlobal.com, and welcome to another edition of the Control Amplified podcast. You know, one of the most important considerations for new and updated monitoring and control applications is scalability. Once a significant investment has been made, how do end users really know how they're getting the most on that return of investment? And more simply, how long is it going to last? So I'm here with Chris Little. He's with VT SCADA by Trahedral, who is asking the question, what if your SCADA could last 100 years? So thanks for being here, Chris. I'm glad to be here, Len. Wonderful. So first, let me ask you the obvious question. <laughs> 100 years. Sure. Uh, well, I guess it is a bit arbitrary. I mean, it would be just as true of uh, 60 years or 200 years. Uh, I mostly just wanted to use this as maybe a slightly clickbaity uh, way to uh, propose a counterpoint to this, this assumption, this unspoken assumption that's often made in the automation industry when you are uh, designing a brand new SCADA system. And that assumption is that if all goes well, if everything goes really well, it'll last about 10 years. So uh, you know, maybe, maybe it'll drag on past that, but it won't work great. And maybe it'll come crashing to a halt far before that. But uh, mostly people are hoping for uh, that when the time comes to replace the, the PCs that make up the, the system, they'll simply rip the whole thing out and make a brand new application. And, uh, and I guess the, the other point is that when you, when you start with that 10-year lifespan in mind, and no one says that, and no one comes up and says, your system will last 10 years. Uh, but the more that you ask questions, the more that sort of rises to the surface. And the more that you start with that 10-year number, uh, it leads to all sorts of other decisions that not only affect the longevity, but also you know, the usability of the system during that proposed lifespan. Beautiful. Okay, so now if I'm an end user, who does not really want to go through this process again a few years down the road, what do I do first to make sure I end up with a quote-unquote 100-year system? <laughs> well, I think uh, one of the first things you need to ask your consultant or your integrator or, or your own OT department is how many third-party products will we need to cobble together with script code to provide the basic functionality we require. I mean, there's often some part that requires a degree of customization, but just to achieve the base SCADA functionality of, of logging and reporting and trending, uh, how many different actual products are you going to need to do that? Uh, and how are they held together? Uh, anyone who has a, a third-party alarm notification system uh, that is configured with their SCADA system has uh, eventually has to deal with the problem of ensuring that they work together properly uh, well down the road in 10 years and 15 years. Invariably, once one or the other has gone through a software update or a firmware update, things start to go badly pretty quickly. And, and for, for some of these mission critical components, that's a big deal. Uh, or, or another example is what happens if uh, one of those third party components gets discontinued. Uh, over the past few decades, we've seen a number of scripting languages come and go. And, and then what if the, the pricing model changes? So maybe you've got a, a very, it's very common to have a third party historian uh, underneath your SCADA system. And what happens if that pricing model becomes uh, untenable or undesirable? Uh, so you wanna start looking for a SCADA platform where all the core functionalities are built in 
out of the box. And that includes the historian and, uh, and also the communication drivers. Not many people think about that. Uh, they, those should be built in out of the box so that, uh, so that they grow along with the system. And this is one of the ways that uh, the SCADA applications really grow old before their time. This is why we chose to develop and maintain every part of VT SCADA software ourselves. Like all of these components uh, are VT SCADA. So when you install it, you install the whole thing. And when you run an update on it, you update the whole thing and you never have to worry about uh, something going wonky down the road. So then what are some other ways that a SCADA system can age prematurely? Well, uh, we sort of touched upon it uh, a little bit previously, which is that they require a lot of custom coding. Uh, again, there's always going to be a little bit. You know, everybody's got something they need to, to make work that's special to their system. But just again, for the, for the standard functionality, uh, if your system relies on, uh, on a lot of custom coding, then that becomes a liability over time. A, a lot of end users are uh, sold on the idea of using a particular package because uh, they can get exactly the system they want by, by combining all these little pieces together and, and third-party components and native components using script codes. And a lot of integrators, they like this approach because you know they're good at coding and, and coding is fun. Uh, but the question is, what do you do uh, five or 10 or 15 years down the road when you need to expand or, or more likely troubleshoot uh, this code and the person who wrote it is, is retired or working somewhere else, they won the lottery. Uh, and once again, the more custom code, the more difficult it can be to upgrade to the latest version of the software or the operating system. So uh, often people won't even want to do it. And this problem only gets worse over time. Right. So I think uh, the best way to ensure that your system will will last is to choose a platform where the core components like logging, trending, reporting, alarm management, mapping, version control, uh, and so on, uh, that they're all pre-configured out of the box. So we, uh, of course, designed VT SCADA with this in mind. Uh, you can still uh, customize the parts that are truly unique. We have our own uh, native uh, reactive scripting language. Uh, one of the one of the, the, the only SCADA platforms to use such a language. Uh, uh, but all the standard stuff is ready out of the box. Uh, one user agreement, uh, one, one renewal path, one support path. Uh, plus, the, um, the more custom code there is, the less likely you are to want to make updates or, or keep you, you know, you, you don't want to make the updates that add the new features that keep your system being young and secure. Great. But will everyone want to keep updating these systems? Well, I suppose that's a good point. Uh, for a lot of people, once the system has been uh, completed and commissioned and tested, uh, it's, it's common to sort of manage these compatibility issues by simply locking the server down and locking it in a room with uh, no access to, <laughs> to anybody or the internet or anything. So the, the strategy is don't touch it, don't update it, uh, don't run security updates on it, don't look at it, leave it alone. Mm -hmm. Just let it, let it run, it works. And, uh, and that means no new features, no security updates to the SCADA software or to the operating system for that matter, uh, or the physical server itself. And, uh, and that, can, that can work in the short term, that, that solves the problem short term, uh, but it means you don't get any new features. It means you uh, don't have any remote access. It means you, uh, you can't adapt to your own changing business needs, or if you can, it's, it's onerous. And, uh, and also, as we all know with the computers that we own, that locked up server that's just left there will just keep getting slower over time. 
Um, plus the other sort of part of the strategy of locking your SCADA in a box is, is the myth that an offline server is inherently secure. And I think, I think we're all starting to come to the conclusion that that's not true. Uh, we've all seen headlines about uh, spear phishing campaigns where, where the individuals who work on these systems are quietly targeted with sophisticated malware that just waits for one of these people to bring their work home with them and then take it back to work. Uh, so if your server is running an unsupported OS that has no security updates in years and, and a version of the SCADA software with known vulnerabilities, locking it in a room is only going to keep you safe for so long. So you have to keep your systems up to date, obviously. So how else can end users make it easier to keep their systems up to date? Well, this is, uh, this is something we say a lot, but not usually uh, in answer to this question, but it is run more than one server. Um, preferably more than two, uh, and preferably not all in the same location. So uh, if your system is, is a mission-critical crit system, then this is already a no-brainer. Uh, there's no better way to build resiliency into your application, especially if you put those servers uh, geographically separated from one another. Uh, but in addition to providing you know, the, the automatic hot backup failover we associate with multiple servers, uh, having multiple servers makes it easier to run these updates on uh, to run all these different updates we've been talking about on each individual server without any system downtime. So redesign BT SCADA to make this easy as you uh, take each server offline to run updates. Uh, and that can include uh, uh, replacing the server entirely and uh, or updating the operating system. Uh, the system simply fails over to the next designated server in the server list. And that's all super easy to set up. And when, uh, the, when that server is then uh, restored after it's been updated, BT SCADA automatically synchronizes it with all of the historical and even the configuration data that it missed while it was uh, off being taken care of. Um, also, uh, VT SCADA uses multiple servers to help keep your system feeling young by, uh, by distributing the load of various processes. Rather than making one or two servers just do all of the heavy lifting, um, you can spread out various uh, functionalities across different servers. So uh, you could have the, the main logging server on this machine, you could have, and, and then the, the backup be another machine, but the other machine is the primary uh, thin client server, and then the logging machine is the backup uh, server. Uh, server A can be the primary logger for site A and the backup for site B, and vice versa. There's all sorts of uh, simple, straightforward ways that you could load share across your uh, whole server, which again, mitigates this problem of, uh, of systems getting slower over time. And again, VTSCADA uses a reactive programming language, which again, uh, means that you can actually scale the software uh, without you're not bogging down the system by adding more servers, more I/O, more tags, uh, because the reactive programming language actually will scale. Okay. So now, what about the misconceptions? So how um, you know there's misconceptions about how to increase system longevity? What are some of those? Sure. I, I think the one I hear about a lot lately is uh, there's a lot of pressure to get end users to buy unlimited IO tag licensing options. Uh, now, as, as most people listening probably already know, uh, many tag platforms, at least in part, base their pricing on uh, the number of IO that, this, that a, a specific application connects to with variations. Um, but this will not in fact help you grow indefinitely. It simply means uh, that you'll end up paying typically for more tags than you actually need. Uh, I mean, the fact is, 
there is no computer that can run unlimited tags. Uh, it's it's kind of a, a misnomer. And and so what I think what they're really referring to is, you know, they're implying that you're going to continuously ex exponentially keep growing your system so so often and so much uh, that you you don't want to have to deal with uh, with licensing each time. Uh, but I think that's again I think that's a mistake. Uh, often this sort of points to the fact that with many products, many SCADA software products. I think this sort of infers the fact that it's uh, somewhat difficult to update those tag counts when you need it. Uh, with VT SCADA, we make that process simple. Uh, whenever, so you'd only need to buy what you need, and it might be a few years before you need to expand upon that, and a few more years before you need to expand on that. We don't make you pay for the difference uh, up front, and that's not going to again. That's not going to help you grow indefinitely. So a hundred years is a long time. Um, so what questions should our listeners be asking if they really want their SCADA to outlive them? <laughs> uh, I guess that's, it's quite a, I, I, you know, it, it's a nice thought, isn't it? Never having it to go through that, uh, yeah. that long process again, isn't it? Um, I, I think questions include what is the typical life expectancy of the software platform that you're considering? I think if you're working with an integrator or a consultant, they've likely used this software enough that they should have a pretty good answer to that question. Uh, does the vendor uh, periodically retire a version of their software and sort of say, oops, sorry, if you want to if you want to keep going, you're going to have to rebuild the whole thing with this other software that we just released, uh, the next version. Uh, how many third-party products are required to just to meet the basic functionality for a SCADA system? Um, how many, and, and a, a, a handy way to gauge that is how many end-user license agreements do you have to uh, agree to when you install the software? Um, spoiler, VT SCADA is just one. Uh, so how much custom code is required to make it all work? And uh, who's going to keep up that code? Who wrote that code? Uh, who's going to write that code in the future? What's the strategy for uh, for taking care of it? Um, how many tags do you need now? How many tags will you need in five years? How many tags will you need in five years after that? These, uh, you know, uh, very quickly once you start looking at it in those terms, uh, the idea that you need to have unlimited tags right now is just uh, an expense that you don't need. And, and how difficult is it to uh, add features to your SCADA license if you wanted to add more thin clients, more tags, dialer uh, um, uh, functionality? Um, what is that process and, um, and how difficult is that to do? And how difficult is it to, uh, to update the system over time? Just questions like that. I think very quickly you'll start to, to get a sense of, of what the expectation is for the software that you're considering. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Chris. This was a great conversation. I want to leave it with how can people learn more about VT SCADA? Well, uh, you can uh, come to our website at vtscada.com and you'll see a, a Try It a logo or uh, in the menu at the top, you'll see Try It. Uh, choose one of those options. One of the best options is VT SCADA Lite. Uh, it's, uh, we do have a 90-day trial, but VT SCADA Lite is actually a free industrial license for 50IO. So you could actually put that in your plant on your factory floor uh, or in your <laughs> home solar farm or your uh, your beer making kit, whatever you like. It's a, it's a great maker tool. Uh, and you'll find on that same page, you'll find a great 15-minute video to get you up and running in no time. And then uh, when you actually want to do some uh, some some significant work. There's also a link to this uh, cool new thing we have called the VT SCADA Academy. And that is uh, right now we have lots of integrators out there and lots of end users 
who, who have learned completely how to use VT SCADA uh, in a professional setting from uh, the VT SCADA Academy. You can just go through at your own pace and, uh, and, and um, go through the equivalent of one of our, our week-long training courses, or you can pick and choose the topics you wanna to go back for. It's a great way to, to get started. Wonderful. Well, thanks again, Chris, and thank you for being here. All right, thank you, Len.